Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. My name is Scott. I'm Jeremiah. And welcome back for yet another episode, episode 241. Oh yeah, baby. And a lot of you out there are saying, well, this one can't be prime. You guys just had a prime episode. It is prime. This is the larger of twin primes. Those of you who listen to the show know uh, all my primies out there. Whoop. Uh, knew a couple of episodes ago I actually said that was part of a twin prime, so you got it. You know what I'm talking about. So anyway, 241, yep. we're in a prime number episode, which means we're going to do something special, and that means we're going to do an episode. Oh, actually, we're going to do something even more special. Before we even get into the show proper, we're going to play a little game. Yep. We, I, I devised a game this week it's that I'm, I'm hoping works. called Chinese Alamo. That was a note to myself. <laughs> I know. I just like the thought of you calling this game that we're about to play Chinese Alamo. I, I was trying to think of like a term for... Like, like you know, remember the Alamo. Remember the Chinese the Alamo. Alamo. I was trying to think of the most obscure way of saying, like, don't remember that. I'm like, oh. remember the Chinese Alamo? Yeah. Remember the no. Chinese Alamo? No. You wonder, mean Tiananmen Square? No. I'm going to no. what the Chinese Alamo equivalent would be anyway. I have to think about that. I mean, Chinese if I had Alamo. done some research, it literally was a note in the notes I noticed. for me to remember in case it percolated to the top of my brain and became a thing for yeah. the show. Oh, you know what? Speaking of the show... We just, uh, we'll just name the show. The show title will be that, and this will be the only time we reference the whole thing. That would actually be kind of astounding. Yeah. And it would be a fun image to make. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I see you're already adjusting the notes. Yep. Just in case. Uh, now, uh, Stanley has passed. Stanley, dead in 95. Yeah, thank God. Uh, now that Stanley is dead, we will continue the tradition of saying, if this is your first episode, much like when he said, is this your first issue of a comic book... Here's a little uh, disclaimer on what you're about to listen to. We're a podcast. Oh, no fucking way. We are a audio content provider. Enough said. And we pick the weirdest, strangest stories from the internet. We drag them from the depths, bring them to the surface, explore them, explain them, talk to you about them, and then we twist them into new content. Excelsior! Exactly. Uh, yeah, we like to turn oh, any uh, story that we do into a new movie, TV show, comic book, rap song. Who knows? Who knows what we're going to do? We did recipes one time. We did re- We did so stand-up we- routines one yes. time. Oh, yes. Quote-unquote stand-up. We were sitting down, and they weren't funny. No, but that's how yes. a lot of stand-up goes. They put yeah. stools uh, in front of those brick walls now for those lazy fucking millennial stand-ups. Yeah. Well, I think because like they're supposed to... Can I sit? They used to just be there for the water and stuff. You yeah, know? you used to put your bottle yeah. of water and on it. And I think it. somebody was like, oh, cool, still, I'm uh, I'm lazy. And they started sitting on it. People were like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, now uh, now a lot of, uh, actually a lot of live podcasts do uh, stools and yeah. seats. And uh, yeah. I could see that. that the the progression is amazing. Uh, evolution in uh, the moment. You can actually watch it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, creationists, take note. So uh, before we get into the show proper, where we dig into these weird stories, uh, I did devise a little bit of a game this week. Chinese Alamo! The uh, game is not called Chinese Elmo. In fact, I don't have a name for the game. Um, I called it Movie Game. You called game. it Movie Game. <laughs> I think at one point... Which there is were... definitely more fitting than Chinese Alamo. I do have to say, that makes more sense. Well, I think at one point... How about I... the Meow... 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 Nope. nope. Never mind. Nope. Gotta nope. stop that. At one I... point, it was called Cat Movie Game before I adjusted oh, okay. the notes. But you didn't want to uh, tip, your, tip your hand. I think I had to in the description for you to understand how to play. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, I first just said Movie Game. I'm like, gonna see where this goes, I guess. Yeah. All right, so we're going to play a movie game. Uh, we picked six of the literal six top movies of the 90s. Yes. And, uh, gross, based on highest grossing, of course. Highest yeah. grossing, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to reimagine these films uh, as if one of the leads wasn't who was starring in the movie, but was actually a trench coat full of cats. Uh, I have an example here that I gave to Jared yep. before the show, just so he was on, uh, on the same level as me. Uh, Pretty Woman from the 80s. Uh, rich man woos a prostitute, but ends up, but she ends up being a trench coat full of cats. He buys them expensive catnip and jeweled collars, and they live happily ever after. The title of that movie, Purty Woman. Yeah, so you chose, you so chose we're doing, the easy we're, one. So we're, uh, we're not only twisting the, uh, the, the movie, but we're going to do a new title. Yes, and the title, I'm going to say, doesn't always have to be a pun. When that makes sense, it's totally going to be a pun, though. Okay, that works a lot. Yeah, that works a lot for yeah, me. Because it might not fit in some of these things, or it might be trying too hard, but sometimes you might just have more fun just coming up with yep. a new title based on your new premise. And uh, not to say the other person's doing a, a bad or a good job, uh, we may jump in with each other and maybe double down on a few of yeah. these. Yeah. If one of us, if something strikes our brains, I don't see why we should take comedy gold and uh, yeah. uh, reverse pan it. Reverse pan it. Put it just dump it back just in the river. Take, put it on a screen and... Sift it upside down into the water. <laughs> Back into the river. <laughs> yeah, reverse panning. 
didn't pan out for them. See him practicing the pun. There's hell's hair full of gold out here. I kept panning upside down. Well, your pan is two-sided. Well, I put it on the river and I put gold in it. I, I got enough gold and I just uh, flip it. I, I, I shake it a little more. I'm like, remember, there'll be a double gold on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Instead, yeah. <laughs> I lost all my money. Yeah, suicide for me again. It's a small crick, about 10 feet down is all the gold I've lost, but I'm also a very lazy man. Yeah. So, <laughs> kudos to anyone who's got the energy to go, oh, that guy did. Okie dokie, <laughs> see you later. Enjoy your new riches, I'm gonna die here where I stand. Alright, so we're starting with, uh... Here, let's let's read the list yeah. real quick. It's gonna be Titanic, Star Wars Episode One, Jurassic Park, Independence Day, Lion King, and Forrest Gump. Yes. And uh, Jerry, you're gonna start with number one, Titanic. Yeah, I'm gonna start with I, Titanic. I, I already have an idea for it, so if you don't go in the same direction oh, as me, that's good because I don't have much of an idea for it. But I am gonna try to go into. Some I'm gonna I'm gonna direction. watch you. Uh, I'm gonna watch you struggle. I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle because well, first of all, I think what ends up happening is it starts out the the one that makes. Uh, sense for to to be the trench coat full of cats is going to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, same for me. Um, who it starts out as a, a trench uh, coat full of cats, and of course uh, falls in line with uh, uh, Winslet. Was that who it was? Kate Winslet. Kate yeah, Kate Winslet. Whoever her character's uh, name was. In that the- Winslet girl. Yeah. So she so- is trouble. She she likes laying on doors and pushing boys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. That's a very synthesized, uh, dumbed-down version of the movie. <laughs> what was uh, Titanic about? Well, you know, Kate Winslet laying down, pushing boys on doors. And then at the end, there's this weird epilogue where she reverse pans for diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so so my thought is, you know, uh, J- Jack, I think, right? Whatever, anyway, the trench, full, uh, trench coat full of cats, very poor, so they have to, or very purr, and they have to band together whatever little scraps of money they have to get onto this nice little boat to make it for, to the new land because their kind is being stomped out in their homeland. And so they get a nice little bodysuit from uh, from the black market, sneak on, little do they expect to f- uh, have Kate Winslet uh, fall in love with them. And they still have to hang out together, but unfortunately, one of the cats actually gets loose and starts uh, wreaking havoc on the ship. Next thing you know, it ends up in the uh, front of the ship, and and the if they find the uh, pilot of the ship, what do they call those captains? Uh, dead at the wheel, and anybody's like, "Does anybody know how to steer a ship?" Meow. And the kid goes, "Meow." He's like, "Well, you're the best we got, kid, kitten." And then the cat jumps on in and uh, steers it directly into an iceberg which then goes down and uh, luckily that one cat does make it out on one of the lifeboats but the rest of the uh, nine cats in a trench coat uh, sink to the bottom of the ocean okay my idea was uh, not similar okay uh, it goes the same way as the original movie all the way up until the uh, her Kate Winslet floating on the door and not letting uh, the trench coat full of cats onto the door cats hate water they I immediately about freak the, cats the hate, fuck yeah. out I, scratch the shit out of her knock okay. her off the door and then it's just a door at the end with credits with, at, with a bunch of with cats a bunch on of adorable it. kittens yeah adorable kittens they're like well Jack must have died too yeah and that, then, that was my that was my version yeah and the pearl of the ocean, or whatever the thing they called that, was uh, actually just uh, Kate Winslet's skull that they went down. And one of the, the kitten that steered into the iceberg, now we're combining the movies, uh, put together uh, an expedition to find it because they wanted it to, uh, on their mantle as a trophy for what they've been through. Star Wars! Yeah, Star Wars Episode One has uh, the secret emperor, uh, Palpatine, and his new apprentice, Darth Maul. And towards the end, they have that long lightsaber battle where uh, Obi-Wan gets mad because Liam Neeson dies, and uh, they, they cut him in half. That exact scene happens, but when they cut him in half, they find out it's not Darth Maul, it's a bunch of cats. Okay. Uh, a bunch of cats fall to their death, a bunch don't, claw the shit out of Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's why he looks like a different actor in the original ones in the 80s. Very cool. I like They've that. They've disfigured him into being uh, 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 Alec Guinness. Okay. Yep, that makes sense. That changes totally. that changes the looks of the actors. Yep. Fit, fits canon. Yep, it fits canon very well. But I bet that gets taken. Um, Jurassic Park, I'm going a little different route. Instead of a bunch of cats in a trench coat, I'm actually going with uh, slightly modified to the original where... Uh, you know, remember when the the uh, guy what Newman's trying to like make it out with all the little embryos, and he yeah. you know gets attacked and whatnot, um, and that's a big turning point in the movie. In this one, he's he actually gets attacked in the uh, in the facility and drops all the embryos, or he thinks he's being attacked. He drops all the embryos into a kitty litter box, and then it's like, oh shit, scrapes them back up, but still re- gets them to who needs who wants them. So they still generate them, but now it's a cat. Uh, 
uh, lizard, you know, dinosaur hybrid. So then all of a sudden there is boom, 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 Jurassic Park. I like go, it. Yeah, where you go meet up with these uh, hybrid cat uh, dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, I never and said there's a title. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, episode, Star Wars Episode One: uh, The Phantom Meowness. Yes, yep, yep. I figured something along the I, I thought Meowness would work pretty well. All right, we're into... Independence Day here. Uh, Independence Day. Uh, we're at the end of the movie. Will Smith is trying to desperately save the world. Uh, Randy Quaid is about to fly his ship right into the alien ship's uh, underparts to destroy it. Uh, they're throwing the code to the MacBook with Jeff Goldblum. Everything's exciting. It's getting crazy. And just as the airplane is flying right at the giant alien ship, it veers off course because Randy Quaid the whole time, just like in real life, is a trench coat full of cats. Oh, okay. And, and really the cats just went off to chase something else, like a laser pointer or something. It was the laser coming yeah. down, down from the... the yeah. yeah, literally they were chasing the laser shooting out of the bottom of the spaceship and then they got distracted by it, jumped yeah. out, and... And did. the aliens win. Uh, that would be a... Uh, 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 in the Katniss Day. <laughs> <laughs> or just Cat Independence Day. Feline Independence Day. There, Cat Independence Day. <laughs> Coming this fall, Cat Independence Day. We get our rights finally. No, you fight aliens and fail miserably because lasers. Yes, lasers did it. We wouldn't do that. Oh, look, a laser. Nope, never mind. Never Coming mind. over there now. Uh, Lion King, this one pretty much sticks with the original movie. Um, everything goes according to plan. Simba does all that stuff, and toward the end of the movie, you know, defeats, what, Scar and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, they're, they're just getting ready to settle down, and, and, uh, and Simba and Nala are about to get married, and suddenly Rafiki shows up. I think he's still alive at the end, and that's the right movie. That makes a lot and of sense. He shows up head. and goes, wait a minute. And he goes, this is your king. And he peels off the lion suit. And it's a bunch of tiny little cats. And they're like, <gasps> he was cats the whole time? And one's like, well, we're also cats. He's like, shut up, cat. And then uh, all the little kittens run away. And then the hyenas devour them in a 20-minute brutal scene. It actually stops being animated. It becomes like just Nat Geo footage. <laughs> yeah, of Nat Geo footage of cats being ripped to shreds by hyenas. For which 20 minutes. I would Google if I didn't think that would scar me for life. <laughs> uh, last one's Forrest Gump. Uh, we got Forrest Gump hanging out with uh, Jenny. Yep. Uh, they're, they're about to have uh, their their their. Oh, and by the way, baby. Lion King didn't need a uh, name change. It's no or Lion Kings. Yeah, Lion Kings. There, there we go. go. Boom. Uh, Forrest Gump. Uh, Forrest Gump sitting down with Jenny. It's the scene where he, he's about to get laid for the first time, lose his V card, and oh, uh, make make a make a Gump baby. Yep. And uh, one of those dumb She, she leans in for a kiss and a uh, trench coat full of cats. Yep. Uh, cats skitter everywhere. She uh, she she also has sex with the cats because if she was going to have sex with a retarded person and make a retarded <laughs> she, baby. She, she was she like, hey, was, well, you know what? A bunch of human uh, kitten hybrids would actually be way cuter anyway. Yeah. You know? And then uh, we fast forward uh, after that scene uh, 20 some odd years. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, the CBS drama. Okay, cool. Yeah, one of the, that's yeah. one of the cats. One of the cats grew up. up to be to be that, and the other ones uh, naturally perished from uh, feline leukemia. Yes, yes, uh, and that would be called. Ooh, uh, ooh, that's a hard title to twist. Not furriest gump. Uh, furriest gump works. Yeah, fuck it. Furriest gump. Yeah, we talked about it earlier, and I did, I wanted to go better, but no, no, no. I, I I can't think of another a better one. So. Well, that was our fun little game. Uh, I don't know if it was a win. I don't hey, know if it was Chinese a loss. Chinese Alamo. But uh, that was uh, that was my Chinese Alamo. <laughs> Remember the Chinese Alamo. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we succeed, sometimes we fail. I'm going to leave it up to the listeners to decide on that one. Hit us oh, up on Twitter. On here, we, got a, we, got, we got a call coming in here. Hello, this is Mrs. Reginald Van Johnson, the mother of the guy who played the cop in Family Matters. I think your game was terrible. So I'm going to stop listening now. Well, I, 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 like the th I like the thought that you listened live somehow, and uh, I'm, I'm curious I'm curious how I that happened. I was yeah. surprised she was still alive. Yeah, yeah. I'm very much alive. My son keeps me alive by stealing stem cells from a local research facility, just like in the movie he played in Die Hard also. Was that what the movie was about? Goodbye. Click. 
Man, phones go and click these days. I love that. I like that they actually do an audible click. It's yeah. almost like uh, the phone rings to let you know there's a call coming course, in, yeah. and, and now it they, clicks yeah. to let you know the call's yeah. over. Click. It goes click. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Honestly, yep. that's very logical. I, I would actually do that to my own phone if I knew how to. Well, I would like to thank Mrs. Reginald Van Johnson for being a lifelong listener and uh, and supporting our show since the early days. So yep. hopefully you, you, you come back to the show, Miss Johnson. And uh, I don't want this to be my Chinese Alamo, but if you liked or disliked that game, please hit us up on at the oh, Lost at Home. You're already getting one. I just got one. Uh, we found money. Oh. oh, is that Reginald Van Johnson's uh, mother again? Yep. Yeah, I think she texted huh. her uh, son and got me instead. Okay. Well, yeah. Huh. Oh, it's always good for the elderly to find money. Help us and pay for yeah, all this those bills. I'm, I'm, af- I'm afraid she got scammed somehow. So, like, sometimes they think they found money because somebody called and was like, all you need to do is give us $300 Google Play card and we'll, well send let you me money. Just, let me just make a quick burner email and uh, encourage yep. her. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. not <laughs> Give it all. They want it and need it. Not scam at scamless.co. Yes. yes. Um, so, yeah, hit us up on at the Lost at Home on Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook page. It's the uh, Lost at Home Podcast Facebook uh, page and fan group. Uh, I would suggest joining yes. the fan group. Uh, it has less people than the actual page, which isn't a bad thing because the page kind of announces shows. This is more of an intimate group of individuals who Very, all appreciate yes. love the show and like talking about it. Posting uh, some good we, stories. We definitely post some weird shit. Some of the stuff doesn't make it on the show, and it's kind of fun to watch. Uh, also, I guess since we're doing plugs, uh, patreon.com slash lost at home. Hit us up there, $3 a month. You get a ton of new content. We dropped on Friday or Saturday five new episodes yes. of content on Patreon. We so did. If you want to hear some new weird stuff, go there because, yep. uh, my God, some of it is honestly too weird to be in the mainstream show. We which throw is that what, stuff Which there. is what I, I – I mean, I appreciate that. I would hope people who support us on Patreon, although that's what they're looking for, a little bit extra, a little – you know, not just more of the same. When your favorite podcast's over and another's a week away, just go ahead and sign up to patreon.com slash lost home. That was almost your song you did. Originally. Yeah, I know. I did it yeah. on purpose, yeah. Yeah, I like that. When your favorite podcast's over. So, yeah, also there's a great song on there. When your favorite holiday movie – isn't Halloween related? You're gonna have to find another horror movie for you. And when it's Thanksgiving, you won't win almost Christmas. You don't want to find a horror movie. This is right for you because you need to watch a horror movie. I feel like there was, I just was like, there was like some child having a stroke just. Talk to me, and I was like, what, was "What am my, I supposed to do here?" I don't. I hope you didn't mind me plugging my phone into the board and playing my perfectly polished intro to our next segment. Oh, these, these are our our holiday horror picks. You mean where we're going to come to you uh, every week until the uh, Christmas holiday is completed with uh, our picks because we love horror and Halloween's never over in our mind. One of the beauties of uh, the Christmas season is that we can actually bleed some Halloween stuff in. You can still use some decorations. Uh, you know, repurpose them for Christmas purposes. And you can also, there's actually a lot of really fun Christmas and other holiday movies out there, mostly Christmas, but some other, uh, like, Christmas holiday uh, movies out there that are actually pretty decent, or at the very least, all of them are pretty damn fun. Even the bad ones are pretty fun. So we figured we're going to bring one, uh, Scott and I will bring one movie each to you until the Christmas holiday season, the holiday season in general, is over, and the last episode drops in, in December. So Exactly. Now, Jerry, you brought the first one to the table. Yes, yes, and this one is, uh, every once in a while, I'll probably have some good, some bad. I think I have the, the them picked out for the next couple of weeks. This Don't one, tell yourself short. Th- they're all going to be bad. Yes. Uh, no, the, actually, the the first three I've got picked out were, well, one was just fun, but the there, there's two that are genuinely good movies, and this is actually one of them, called Black Christmas from 1974, not to be mixed up with the 2006 remake, which I haven't seen, so I'm not going to spit on it. I believe but I, will I say, saw it, and it was very not memorable compared to the first. Yes, because the first one, um, I mean, a lot of people, if they, you know, you hear the, uh, the, the plot of the movie of like oh, okay people uh the sorority sisters you know spending uh, are getting prepared to go home for christmas and a sorority are stalked by an evil bad guy who's using the phone to call up and leave creepy messages and then they get you know picked off one by one doesn't exactly sound like the most uh original idea but in 1974 that predated the town that dreaded sundown by two years and halloween by four making it what a lot of people define as the first genuine slasher movie that's saying you know some of these other movies out there like psycho and stuff aren't in the slasher tropes yeah they have people who kill people these this is like a madman blinding like blindly picking off a group of people and especially some of these tropes of you know 
College Girls and The Phone. It also so this this movie um, was actually a genuinely good slasher flick. Also had some pretty um, I don't know some pretty interesting imagery. The POV stuff of the killer was very interesting, and also the phone voice the guy uses is possibly one of the creepiest I've ever heard. It's absolutely memorable in a very bad way because it's just like schizophrenic, crazy, creepy stuff going on there. It's also uh, the um, first recorded use of the whole, the killer, the the, the uh, call is coming from inside the house um, trope that has gotten used multiple times since. It was, now granted that one came from urban legends and stuff of babysitters, but it was the first time recorded, at least as far as people are uh, concerned, that was recorded on film of that kind of trope being used in the movie, which of course, once again, seems so overused nowadays, but in 1974, that was fresh and so clean. Um, I watched it on Shudder, so all you Shudderites, uh, you know, you're probably already aware of this movie because it's definitely one that's well known in the horror community, but maybe not so much in the Christmas community or the mainstream community because it's an oldie but a goodie and gets overshadowed by, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and all those kind of things. Uh, it's also be, it's also on Showtime apparently right now, so if you have that, you can watch it. Uh, fun fact, less than a decade later, the director, Bob Clark, went on to make the classic A Christmas Story. Far and away different than this one, but it was about nine years later that movie came out. No shit, I did yes. not know that. So, And he also made Porky's, but like A Christmas Story being so far from Black Christmas and the fact the same guy made them and they're memorable and in, Porky's, their, in their genre. Honestly, yeah. all I mean, three well, Porky's especially bounces is, yeah. around yeah. a bit between yeah. genres and styles yeah, and he's ratings. Gotten, he's gotten, he's, he's got, I mean, he's, he's a clever guy. So, all right. Now, um, my pick is a much more modern movie, but also found on Shutter. Just to yes. give you a heads up right off the bat. Yeah, and I believe this was a Shutter exclusive, and might still be. Where, uh, as far as streaming services go, this is where you're going to yeah. find. But it. if you need to find it somewhere else, and you're still not willing to pay for Shutter, just fucking pay for Shutter. Yeah, that's yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Better Watch Out is easily one of my favorite Christmas horror movies of all time, and um, I'm just going to read a little blurb here that I ripped right off of Wikipedia. Um, when you think the sub, when you think of the suburbs, you think safety. But this holiday night, the suburbs are anything but safe. Ashley thought this babysitting job was going to be an easy night, but the night turns when a dangerous when dangerous intruders break in and terrorize her and the twelve year old boy Luke she's caring for. Ashley defends her charge to the best of her abilities, only to discover this is no normal home invasion. Yes, and I love that description because this movie is twist after twist. And and I it and, also and was, this only describes maybe the first twenty this minutes. Is sort of, this is pretty of much it. the setup, and then there's there's a twist that kind of takes you down a completely different path. And also there is some of the setup. I think this was the one that people were likening to sort of like some Home Alone esque oh, elements in terms home of alone. some of the setups of how you capture these uh, intruders and things like that. But obviously a little more brutal. It was uh, I remember watching it last year around the Christmas holiday season when it popped up for the first time um, after you had seen it and given it a high recommendation. And I also highly recommend that movie as well. Um, it's a great, especially the modern, uh, for, yeah, for well, a modern one. It's well acted, well paced. The twist is original. Uh, the acting's good for the children, which I actually appreciated. Yep. Um, and it, it's just, it, it's almost a rewatch worthy movie. Like, I actually, was, I was thinking I'll probably pop that on because I've got a long list of uh, Christmas horror movies to watch this month just because I... It keeps me not hating Christmas, which is, you know, nice, so I don't completely become bah humbug. And uh, so that's on. I mean, I've got a bunch of other random shitty ones, too. she but. ever watch it. I don't know if she watched it with me. I think I watched yeah, it completely it's, it's worth alone. A re, it's worth a rewatch. It could be. It could turn into one of those, like, annual watches because it's just, it's fun. That's the thing. But it's, it's dark, too. Like, it's got some good, creepy, like, not even cr so much creepy, but just, like, twisted dark elements. We're like, oh, shit, things are going a little different here. Yeah, it so. is, it's not for the, the easy uh, to, uh, I don't know, it, it's gory. Yeah, I would say uh, most of the movies we're going to cover are probably, I mean, they're, they're horror These movies. These are both pretty yeah. bloody movies. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Black Christmas gets away with some of the, you know, uh, the, the old, like, low-budget, don't-have-to-show-everything kind of thing, but some of the stuff they show is uh, not for the fan of heart in the slasher. If you watch any slasher, this will probably seem tame com by comparison, but... Um, yeah, so Black Christmas from 1974, Better Watch Out from 2016, uh, both streaming on Shutter. So you should uh, sign up for one of those free trials things uh, also because uh, I think you generally just get it when you sign up anyway. You get a free trial, so you might as well take it for a spin. Can't hurt. You can find some codes like that $5 let you get a whole... a month, too. Yeah, well, if you, if you sign up for a whole year, you can get it. Sometimes, especially with some uh, discount codes, you can get it for about 3 up to $4 a month for, if you pay it for a whole year at a time. Yep. And it's it's totally worth it for anybody into horror. If you're not, you can still sign up for a free trial. Watch these movies. You so. hear that ad we just did for yeah. you? 
We're doing, I, we're doing, we're doing it for free. We want money. This is this is something. Shutter! This is something that I've I've heard last shutter. last podcast on the left say as well because they constantly mm-hmm. scream out shutter, yeah, shutter, and that, that shutter just doesn't do that. So shutter, you hear I'm, that? I'm, I'm afraid that uh, we I might don't be even want a free month. Uh, no. You know what I would like? I just want I would you like to, a hook just, up to a partner of theirs, so maybe we can get to talking to a director or an actor without having to do the legwork. Yeah, yeah, where they could reach out and be like, hey, we got these Shutter exclusive yeah, I, uh, directors. I would do full advertising for them for a PR handshake. Yep, yep, yep. That'd be nice. So listen to that, Shutter. We love you. You're the Shutter! You fucking hear that? <laughs> you fucking assholes! I'll fucking kill you! I wish you didn't own me! You own me! Now, uh, I'll do anything you say! I'll suck your fucking dick, Shutter! <laughs> I'll suck your fucking dick. I'll suck all your dicks and pussies and whatever you want. Just let me touch you. You don't even need to let me touch you. Just let me continue watching your movies and paying you. I'll pay double. I'll pay double. I'm really ending up in the shit side of this argument. I am not good at the... Uh, uh, <laughs> so we get no deal. You scared the shit out of them, and now you pay 10 bucks and a no, month. No, I pay 10 bucks a month just for them to allow me to continue the service. Just yes. to allow yeah. you. Yeah, those yeah like, they have a switch that yeah, says jam. Because I creeped out the people who run a horror website. Yes. Good. We're we're staying with the uh, the holiday uh, spirit for a little while before we jump into web droppings, and we uh, we're bringing back an old segment called Awesome or Asinine Apps, otherwise known as AAA. And this is a holiday AAA. Scott, you brought this one to the table. Yeah, this is a uh, well, a woman took to Facebook to warn fellow parents about a creepy call Santa app. She, uh, well, I don't want to give away the the lead here. We'll start with the story itself. Uh, Kirsty Elizabeth Taylor was left absolutely fuming after hearing the disturbing message on the Santa Call app. Uh, this was a new app that came out in 2018, yep. and as a disclaimer before we go forward with the story, because many of you might just jump to your phones, it was in the Google Play Store, and it has been taken down. Yes, I yes. did look for updates. Yeah. Uh, she downloaded it for a three-year-old son on his Kindle Fire to hear... Uh, you know, little messages from Santa Claus. Well, yeah, apparently you. It's just like what it sounds like. You dial uh, it up, uh, and I'm uh, sure there's some uh, other ones that actually good do it. Little boy, it's you right. get all the presents. Yes, nobody gets presents but you, fiddly. Yes, now come over here and suck Santa's dick. Yes, yeah, it. Wait, oh, this one's worse. <laughs> yes, yeah, Santa, sit on Santa's lap digitally. And by that I mean, send me pictures of your bum and I'll put him on my lap. No, no, no. We can't have pants between Santa and his little friends now, can we? No. Uh, send me pictures and uh, directly through and some Bitcoin while you're at it. <laughs> Santa. Now, now the mother, when she pressed the call button, which yep. is basically supposed to bring up one of several audio files right, that are yeah, played yeah. out loud. It's not yeah. calling anyone. It's not. Yeah, it's just um, a pre-programmed app with uh, wave files buried in there. Yeah, uh, the the phone said, "Hello there, can you hear me?" Ch- oh, sorry, let me start over. I need to like read all my sentences before commas become periods. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, can you hear me, children? In five nights, if you're free, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Yes, and if that sounds familiar, uh, that is kind of uh, not verbatim, but it is uh, taken from the, uh, well, from Taken. The, it's essentially the same kind of concept as what Liam Neeson says to the people who has, have taken his family. I remember Taken, like, like I watched it yesterday. Uh, Liam Neeson's daughter's gone. He gets on the phone he's like, I have a special <laughs> set of skills. Wait, are we supposed to be... Afraid of you talking like this? I know where you are. I know what you're thinking. I know if you've been naughty or well, nice. Well, we know you know we've been naughty. We took your children. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes, of course we've been naughty. I have a very special set of skills. Oh yeah, okay. I'm going to find you. And I'm going to kill you. Okay, well, I do not take you seriously at all, so I, I I feel that we're just fine with your children here and wife and whatnot. They're I, not my children. They're okay. actually elves. They look like kids, but they're 45 and 47, respectively. Okay, cool. We're going to keep them anyway, though. You can molest them all you want, and it's not a child crime. <laughs> Just a Trust standard. Me. Just a standard. I know. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. oh boy, who's been naughty here? I think we may have actually accidentally saved these people. <laughs> I think. I think. The, I think we saved them from a human trafficking organization. Hey, hey, they Bobby, make the gifts. I think we're good guys now. 
They make the gifts, and I fuck them. And it's only rape if they tell anyone. No, but that's not how it works know at all. How to stay off my naughty list? Wow, I'm just a they kidnapper. They keep their mouths shut with sugar plums. Okay, well, uh, I feel way, like, way less of a bad guy now. I make ball gags out of sugar plums. Oh yeah, okay. I was wondering how they kept their mouth. I'm glad you explained that to me. I would have, I uh, would have been lost on <laughs> that. Can, uh, is it good to hang up here? Or can I just assume we're good? I'll keep them. I have like a million more. Okay, cool. I feel like we're actually doing the world a good thing, so I think we're good it's guys now. It's hard for me to tell who I've raped and who I haven't. Oh, boy. They all look the same and well, are so busy with their tiny little 47-year-old hands. So just to, just, to, just to be clear, you are definitely now Santa Claus and not Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> or Liam Neeson as End scene. <laughs> Liam Neeson as Santa Claus playing oh yes taken in- for this Christmas these had enough taken <laughs> <laughs> it's time to give and take hey dad what are you doing on the roof I'm uh putting lights on the roof dad look out there's a sleigh I'll stop that sleigh Wow, Dad, when did you get such a weak gun? It has a silencer, honey. I don't want to wake the neighbors. Oh, look, I killed Santa. Oh, no, what's happening? I'm Santa now. I guess like in that Tim Allen movie, if you accidentally kill Santa, you become him. And now Liam Neeson has to spend the rest of Christmas night going around the world delivering presents to children. Only every child he tries to find has been taken. So he has to then go find them. And then give them their presents. <laughs> hey, little Billy. I see you're chained up in this pedophile's basement. Here's a choo-choo train. No, no choo-choo train. Don't Help worry. Me. It's oh. the good kind of train. No, Just wait train. till one and you'll see the other kind. Happy Christmas. Oh. <laughs> That's Liam Neeson's catchphrase, by the way. He <laughs> says, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Well, he has put his own stamp on the uh, on the franchise. Yep, it's That's been it. three Tim Allen Santa Clauses. Yeah, yeah. and a, a couple of Takens at least. So this is a good, yeah. So this is a, this this is a yeah, crossover. No, no, there's been three and three. Yeah, so this is the crossover. So it's Santa Claus four and the Taken Clause. Yeah, yeah. The yep. Perfect new content. Boom. Bam! We got that one in the dirt. Let me piss on it, kick it, and yeah. bury it again. Wait, I'm gonna dig it up and I'll fuck it in its mouth. I'm gonna bury it again, piss on it again. I'm gonna call Liam Neeson and ask what to do if someone takes it. If I come back and that hole's been dug up, I'm gonna be pissed. Hey, Liam, I Not forgot what of- to do. Okay, get angry on the phone, threaten, and then go find it. Okay, cool. Don't Thanks. forget to deliver Click. the gifts. The, the, Liam Neeson's taking Every bullet in this gun is a gift to me and to you. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. we need the taking clause oh. worse than anything. I need the taking clause worse than air. How about how that's about that's it? That's it. Just, how, how about uh, I, I like this? Uh, yeah, they say uh, it. Uh, no, no, it's it's uh, no. Never mind. Because I was gonna say they say that uh, that Christmas is about giving and taking, but that's not what they say at all. I was gonna say I give you six bullets and I take well, your no, life. If you, if you believe in the Germanic version, if you listen back last year to our uh, Christmas episodes. Uh, Krampus takes Santa gifts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so this is the one where Danny DeVito comes in. Okay. He he uh, he he's his business partner or something. He knows him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's sum it down. He has yeah. met Liam Neeson's character <laughs> at least once. Uh, he uh, when when he meets him and he's like, "Look, I'm Santa now." He's like, "Oh my god!" Like does some arm twirling. He's, yep. he's short. Oh, uh, no, you just totally, just totally is, Darren Ewing to that. Krampus yeah. in the back of the scene is just literally sucking his own dick by the window. He's a demon. He can do that. Hey, fuck it. And Danny DeVito. What's he, the point he, of being he, a demon he, if you can't he, suck your own demon dick? Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Danny DeVito arm windmills backwards, pushes him out the window, becomes Krampus. Suddenly you have. A partnership. Oh, okay. okay. It's like in Lethal Weapon 3 where they added uh, um, uh, uh, Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, you got DeVito as the Krampus, Liam Neeson as Santa Claus. We're following the same plot as the Santa Claus, yeah. but also the same plot as Taken. Yeah, well, because every time then you find a kid, that they've been taken. And so it's like you have to save Christmas by being Santa Claus, but also everybody's taken. And then you have the interview where he's like, where Liam Neeson's like, every kid oh, is his. we saved you from that evil man. Merry Christmas. And DeVito's like, 
I'm just gonna fuck him. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Gonna, He's got suck. little goat legs and horns. I'm gonna fuck him. Yeah. It's like, oh, you saved me. I thought you were. Well, you give with one hand and you rape with the other. Oh, Krampus. He's crazy. <laughs> he could suck his own dick, you know. I've seen it for very long periods of time at a time. It's. It's and then it cuts actually it, quite hypnotic. It cuts to uh, Liam, uh, Liam Neeson's leaving, putting the bag over his shoulder, very cinematic upward camera angle. He steps over the camera into the snow. Snow flies into the house. Hard cut to Danny DeVito ass fucking this boy, and he just stops and he goes, "So yeah, you guys put cookies out, right? But do you have, do you have any like cheese? Maybe uh maybe a prosciutto? Maybe a prosciutto? Uh, uh, do you have like a an Evian I can have? Couple like a little little classy." And then it just cuts. No, no. It star wipes. <laughs> it star wipes from Danny DeVito as a goat man raping a boy. Yep. No longer rated PG. Prosciutto. prosciutto. That's the word I was looking for. Oh, prosciutto. I, well, pr- pr- Prosecco is also oh, well, a thing. Oh, no. Yeah. I had both in my head, and my so you, brain mashed them hard. Just like taking in Santa Claus. <laughs> it would make sense if it was prosciutto. Prosciutto, prosciutto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like my, my bubbly water tastes like salty meat. <laughs> yeah. That's because you got the prosciutto. prosciutto. <laughs> All right, so we got the holiday triple uh, uh, A down down pat. Now we move into do we do we drop turkey web droppings for past Thanksgiving? Well, yeah, yeah. I, so, didn't, uh, I, I just assumed it was a copy paste error. We're just, uh, we're just reindeer the, droppings. Okay, reindeer droppings. Jingle, 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 jingle. What's that sound <laughs> up on the roof? It sounds like a bunch of hoof. <laughs> Good enough. That's reindeer droppings. It's time for reindeer droppings. Bloop, bloop. All right, Wayne. Reindeer droppings intro right there. Uh. We're getting into the object sexuality spectrum here. Yeah, um, I have a lot of opinions on this. Um, It's a fun story, so we're going to talk about it. But um, I also like to put a disclaimer here that I don't pick on mental illness. When someone says they're a thing, sure, you can be that thing. But this story has clear signs of mental illness. Well, there there are uh, in some of these object sexuality stories, and then some sound like people are pretty much on the straight and narrow, know exactly what they're and talking they're just about. Trolling, yeah, because they're well, not even trolling so much as just that, like there is something psychological out there, and what we're talking about are people who are uh, attracted to objects versus you know other biological uh, creatures, um, whether it's you know other humans or you mean bestiality. outside of the dildo or fleshlight. Um, well, even then, like somebody who doesn't necessarily have doesn't necessarily have a genuine attraction to it. They're like, this thing fucks me, and it makes me feel good. That's different than than actually being like, I look at it and I get like feelings inside. Okay. So if people have those. That's that's one thing. It's like you know that that is psychological, but I wouldn't necessarily put it as psychological illness. There are some some people who actually think that these things are like speaking to them and uh, these objects are speaking to them and that they actually break up and have fights and all this kind of stuff. That's a little more on the uh, mental illness spectrum. Um, there, there's one thing about a fetish and I would say it would be probably better if somebody has a, a fetish toward an inanimate object than say like dogs and to me, you know. To me it's okay to fetishize an object if yes. it, if you're incorporating it into your sexual routine. Yeah, yeah. These like, people like, are... Like man, I fucking love uh, uh, chairs. They turn me on because you and know what I love doing? Between... I love fucking a girl in a chair. It's the yeah. hottest thing ever. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's... it's and it's you can fetishize yeah. an object, but within the spectrum of doing sex. That's how doing I Doing sex. <laughs> That's how yes. I refer to it. Get your sex advice from people who say stuff like <laughs> doing sex. I have a very happy wife at home. Yes. I promise. Yes. I promise. I'm going to go home and have bang. She it's also knows her sense of humor, so I can totally say that and still get laid. Ah, that's good. Uh, you want to go upstairs and do sex? Yeah, that's I'll right. I'll do it on you. Ah, that's right. We're going to... We're May- going maybe to. tonight we can reverse pan for sex. <laughs> <laughs> I think that means she's on top. Sure. Or, no, I just lay on her upside down. Yeah, yeah. I'm like... I let, she lay, like you're she, just taking yeah, a nap on a bed. person. Yeah. I lay on her the same way, looking at the ceiling, and then just masturbate. Yeah, so you're just using her as a mattress at that point. Yeah. Yep. Objects. Object sexuality. That's turning a person into an object. But that's no, not... that that's, is objectification. I don't know what you said. Those... I, I heard... <laughs> well, we're, we're talking we about... Just, a, I, I, you, you try saying things sometimes, and I just do, like, the peanuts moment where I hear... Yeah, yeah. Any... Yeah. Any... Yeah. 
Anything you don't want to hear. People keep talking about this uh, thing that was going on through uh, 2017, 2018 that was dealing with uh, women's uh, issues with uh, male uh, Hollywood types uh, attacking them. All I hear is hashtag, I I don't know. What is it? What is that hashtag? Yep. I'm making a horrible joke. I'm not that person. I'm not a monster. He's a... You're already married, so you don't have to, you know. You, yeah, I can get away with everything now. You're just like, I don't care if all women, other women hate me. Oh, my wife will love me. Hate me because I said that. Guess what? I already tricked I, someone else. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I got a lucky object at home I can go to. All right. Well, this uh, yes, story no, is we a, mon- he's not a monster. I swear. This story comes out of Britain, specifically Leeds. This is a story about Amanda Liberty, 34 years old. Who and this is the reason why the story came to light recently was that she recently had a tattoo designed by star of Tattoo Fixers yeah. Alice Perrin on the hit television show uh, of a chandelier. Yeah, uh, she specifically did it because this is the chandelier that she is engaged to. It's a nice little silhouette of a chandelier. It's pretty. It's really not a bad tattoo. I, I don't mean, know if I love the placement. No, no, but I mean that's up to but the the tattoo itself is is. You know, it's it's not detail work. It's just good uh, silhouette work. It's it's fine. And yeah. really quick, one and a half hours to complete. That's yeah. pretty good for. Yeah, it looks uh, like it's all it's all fill. It's all just dark fill. It's no, no color. It's all good. So she uh, she bought a chandelier a few years ago. Uh, she bought it through an auction site, I believe, and had a hard time getting it to her house. The end result yep. is she now lives with it and named it Lumiere, which is after the uh, the candlestick character from uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty yeah. and the Beast. Uh, the Disney Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, um, this is not the first time, by the way, before we get further into the story, that she has fallen in love with an inanimate object. Yes. Uh, when she was 14, I mean, she, she, she fell in love with a drum kit. Yeah, which, hey, I can actually, I can, I can, uh, I can get down with that. I'm, I'm a drummer. I love those drum kits. I've got two drum kits in my hallway right now. Gonna go do a threesome later. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I was waiting for it. I was literally waiting for it. Yeah, the, uh, the neighbors playing drums all night. I don't know. And there's no, like real good rhythm to it it just is moaning and and banging yeah that's it the thing is i i I can't wrap my head around having a sexual uh, infatuation with an object but listening to the way she talks well there's again not even not even a sexual purely sexual infatuation this is like genuinely when you see somebody and your like breath gets taken away and you're like oh my god like i have feelings for that person even if it's just a crush like there's those kind of feelings it's not just oh i'm horny now this is like genuine i want to spend my time with it and people do uh petition or potentially actually in in a way get married to these objects as well and they become they get in uh uh, uh, monogamous relationships with these objects also, as well. Not not to uh, to be too judgy, but uh, for a thirty four year old woman, <clears throat> she looks like a grandma. She looks like an eighty year old grandma. That is true. It, it's kind of weird, but um, okay. So there's a bunch of quotes here. Um, so she bought it in Germany over eBay, and she said, "I couldn't stop thinking about her and how beautiful she was. She was such a beautiful shape, and I could feel really amazing energy coming from her." After buying the chandelier, I patiently waited for her to be imported into the UK. After six days of waiting, she was finally in my arms. She had been disassembled for her own safety. But once I put all the pieces together, she settled into her new home. Yep, just like a real relationship went from strength to strength. Yep. Uh, For someone as creative as someone to talk to the news about her love of a chandelier. uh, Well, didn't think that one through. How about you fall in love with a thesaurus? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but you know and i am i am in that uh uh we're always in that mentality of uh do whatever you want as long as it's not hurting anybody else but yeah. you know but i also would say that if there are people around her that are concerned because if she you know has any genuine mental illness but maybe this maybe she's completely right in every other way and this is just genuinely one of the things you can't necessarily help what you feel when you look at somebody if she's right in every other way then she has the kind of mental illness that existed in the 18 1700s where the very very wealthy could be batshit crazy but still live a very perfectly long normal life she owns 25 chandeliers no one owns 25 chandeliers unless you have some money or some level of what are the uh, other chandeliers? I wonder if she, like, if this was the first attraction to a chandelier she's had. Well, she says within the story that she uh, sleeps with the uh, a candelabra, I believe. Okay. That she uh, likes to sleep with because it fits nicely in her arms, but she doesn't think the other chandeliers are jealous, and that she considers herself in an open relationship with all of them. Okay. Well, I want to say that uh, they're... There's also, I mean, this isn't like, this is something that has been out there in other instances, just in the news, let alone there's other people that have done it. Um, 
you know, in everyday everyday life and society. And I just look a few other examples in case people are like, this all sounds familiar. 2007 uh, was in the news. Uh, an American competitive 2007 archer. 2007 was in the news. Yes, uh, American competitive archer Erica Eiffel, uh, at the time Labrie, but she married the Eiffel Tower and took uh, the Eiffel part of the Eiffel Tower as her last name. Um, they are uh, they're now broken up, but in 2007 they were married. Uh, they broke up because apparently the uh, media, when they caught on to it. Um, there was some issues with her being like essentially not allowed near the uh, Eiffel Tower, and they she felt torn apart by it and heartbroken, um, genuinely, and just considered it was best to withdraw. March twenty twelve. You, you know what they would have played if they had gotten married? Yo, listen up. Here's the story about a little guy that lives in a blue world, and all day. Yep. She would have played Eiffel 65 yep. at their wedding. You fucking know she would have. Stop rolling your eyes at me. No, no, I won't. Put your pants back on. I won't. I will do neither of those things. Do one of those things. I can't. They're kind of attached now, together. No, no, your shirt's it's off like now, It's like blinking too. when you sneeze. I your can't help it. Your shirt's off, too, now. Well, yeah. That, Where I, did you get those clothespins? Uh, I just keep them on me, literally on me they, at literally, all times. You took your shirt off and you were covered they're in clothespins. They're pins. there, yes. I keep like, them on Not me. your nipples. Those I, are have the a, only... I have a sexual attraction toward clothespins. But they're not on your nipples. They're everywhere but. Nope, they can't touch my nipples. We're not in that part of a relationship Why yet. do you have so much skin? Uh, well, I, I try to uh, uh, actually keep the skin pinned back with these clothespins, and I'm glad you actually mentioned I have... I have a very special uh, and terrible disease, so thanks for bringing it to, to light on, the, on the podcast. So, uh, moving on to Anderson Cooper? Uh, well, yeah, well, this is Anderson Cooper himself, but there's uh, somebody uh, was featured on TLC's My Strange Addiction, uh, Nathaniel, and he was emotionally and sexually attracted to his car, and Nathaniel also told Anderson Cooper that he was also attracted to jet skis and airplanes, so he was more into the engine, um, you know, vehicles, etc. You mean things that vibrate? Uh, 2013, an Australian <laughs> woman, Jody Rose, married the Le Pont du Diable Bridge in France. Nice, well played. Yep. That's the, that's a like, that's definitely a bachelor. Like that was Le a, Pont du Diable, yeah, Le Pont du Diable Bridge. And uh, 2016. <laughs> Why'd you say bridge in a French accent? Bridge. Well, because the rest were. I don't want to be one of those people that it, like pronounces everything like properly and then, but like everything else they well, say. Like California is, newscasters where they yeah. suddenly say something in Spanish. Le bridge. Yeah, I like bridge. Uh, and then <laughs> I don't even, that definitely wasn't even French. I don't that know who, that guy. Bitch. Yeah. Uh, and then 2016, we actually covered this. Um, I believe at least it was in our show notes at the time. A man was refused permission to marry his computer. I think that was one where it was because he was trying to make a um, statement about how it was actually kind of an ignorant statement about like, oh, it's okay for these people to get married. That you know, man and man to get married. Why a woman get married? But I can't marry my computer or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. We covered it on the show but anyway he was refused permission but he supposedly was an object uh, sexual so so That's i'm it. thinking uh the content we spin this into is uh, a spinoff of pawn stars yep pawn stars bachelor yeah i was actually or was, bachelorette or both yeah i was i was thinking something someone that what was that? i, I had, like you get a store full of objects and you get someone who comes in like so i got this uh vase oh and, right and they're like well you know uh the value of it's not, uh, yeah. not as high as we would like to normally give you money for and purchase. Maybe we can't turn it around. But there is this lovely woman over in the wings here. She uh, she saw the vase when you, when you walked in. Uh, they have a connection. Yes. Um, do we want to send them on a date and pay for it and see if it works out? And then it's... It's, uh, it's almost like love connection, too. Uh, it's pawn, pawn connection. It, it, yeah. And then pornography when you actually you know watch them fucking oh did you um, get that video i sent the other day of pornography oh i got it. i haven't watched it but i'll have to watch it yeah um there's a there's a youtube channel called prawnography yes. like prawn is in like little fishy yeah essentially shrimp um it was made back in the sort 90s of. it is amazing i think it was made for a spanish class to learn spanish because it's in spanish and they speak slow enough for you to learn it and it's two prawns on sticks fucking I gotta watch with, it. With a I full watch story, like, I, I, I sort of uh, under I figured what it was based on the screen cap and the and the title, but I, a, I forgot it's got to a actually watch it. Vacuuming, and then a salesman comes to the door, and he's like, makes her go down on him, and then she picks her head up, and she's like, I don't want to do that, but in Spanish, and he's like, Don't worry, I don't have any STDs except crabs. <laughs> Which are much larger than prawns. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes. I think prawns can be big. Literally, if a prawn had crabs, it would just be like this monster. Yeah. Like with its claws on its little teeny shoulders. Yeah. Like, so do you have any I STDs? Think, no. I think Who's there that are, behind you? No one. I think there are like large prawns, but I don't think, I don't know how large they are. Um, I was also thinking about this as just uh, being just the genuine like um, TMZ style thing because some of these people like are, you know, 
like suddenly like Erica Eiffel seen leaving the club with a jet ski. Uh, you know, is, is, this, is this over for Eiffel and the tower, or is this just an open relationship? Vicky LeClaire went into a thrift store today and came out with a very succulent lamp. Did she plan on buying that? Did she tell her ottoman at home about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are so I mean, up, for, yes. I mean, inanimate objects, you can cheat on easily because you just put them in different rooms. Yep. I have a five-bedroom apartment. I'm cheating on five different pieces of furniture <laughs> and five different pieces of furniture. There are different rooms. They can't tell. And they literally have no organs to hear or see anything. <laughs> they, can't, they, yes. they can't tell. Yep. One night, I decided to be horrible. Uh, I'm probably going to hell for this one, but I... Uh, I, I, I took the waffle iron from the kitchen that I was uh, engaged to and I put it right on top of the Lazy Susan. I just spun him. I spun him so hard while I touched myself. And you know what I, You know what happened in the end? Well, they both broke up with me. So uh, yep. I'm, on, uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, what is it called? Facebook uh, sto- Marketplace? Or yeah, I'm on yeah. Facebook Marketplace looking for two new girls, yeah, new, was, two new boyfriends. Yeah, I was, I was just the, in general like, so needed. One waffle iron, one lazy Susan. O- open to threesomes. Yeah, open, yeah. <laughs> I want to do that tonight. O- open relationship, open object relationships. No, I want yeah. to post an item in my, like I have a, I have like a donation box that I'm going to put on a curb in the spring. Yeah. Like just stuff I don't want. I'm going to pull one item from it, take a picture of it, put it on Facebook Marketplace and be like, this empty photo album is looking for a lot of photos and a lot of memories to fill it with love. It's also looking for an open relationship. <laughs> yeah. Broke up with me because I wasn't monogamous enough or it was too monogamous. Yeah. Unfortunately um, for me, I broke the same lamp I was cheating on it with, so now I'm totally single. But you know what? That's my problem, not, not yours. yours. Now you can have this beautiful, beautiful open relationship and open book of a photo album. Just fill it. As long as you just, just fill, it. fill it. It just wants to be filled. The way it likes to have sex is you you touch yourself, take photos, put the pictures in the album. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And then the album's like, oh, yeah, give me more. Fill me. Put, put, put it inside me. Yeah. Bigger pictures. I need eight by tens, damn it. <laughs> Keep coming at me with these five by eights. Five, four by sixes. Glossies. More glossies. More glossies. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, all right. Uh, so that's, that's good for that's, that's where you go to what doesn't exist anymore—the photo mat, where you bring your film and yes. have them hand back photos, and they'd hand you back your and they look at your photos. They have to to well, make yeah, them. They see them. They hand you back like basically a tw- two-inch thick wad of photos of just like chairs, lamps, uh, desks, and you're like, I'm, I'm super embarrassed. I hope those uh, overtly sexual photos didn't, uh, you know, get me banned from this establishment. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? I thought you were, like, yard selling or something. Photography? That's a completely unupholstered couch there. No upholstery whatsoever. I can't believe I I took that picture and brought it to you. Yeah, that that chair for the kids' table. It wasn't mine. It wasn't mine. Completely stripped (laughs) stripped of all varnish. God damn it. All right. All right. Uh, Well, I don't think we ran out of time for more stories. Uh, that's fine with me because we do have a uh, a little bit more of Bruce and uh, his little dipshit friend who apparently keeps ruining every attempt they have to escape. Uh, yes, thank you right. for everyone who has been managing to tune in for the last segment of the show, the uh, the ongoing skit. We know some of you in Radio Land have not been able to hear every part. Uh, there's two ways to hear that. Make sure to go onto your favorite podcast app and download the show or subscribe to the yeah, show. Yeah, subscribe to the show. Get the whole thing, even if we run a little over an hour, which we have occasionally in the past. Yeah. Or wait until January 1st, where we'll be putting up the entire collection as one long story. And we might even add a few little uh, joining bits to make sure it all is cohesive. Yeah, and I will say this, just a little peek behind the curtain. We did this and we do this on purpose. Instead of writing this as one long bit, we write this week to week. So it it's actually going to be surprising for us to hear how disjointed it is, or maybe it works really well. So and I'm actually cool I'm recording excited. little bits to maybe um, yeah, too joint. Exactly. So so at the end of the day, in fact, I almost would prefer to uh, make sure to do that. So the folks who have been listening all along get something a little bit new with the yeah, uh, one the ends full with like one. there's a werewolf. This one begins like I can't move. I've been yeah. in this chair for nine hours. I'm bored. Yeah, called it's Easter like, what eggs. Happened to the, what happened to the werewolf? Oh, let's put Easter eggs in it, but literally it's just every once in a while they find an Easter egg down we there. We should also do a creative uh, way of joining them where it's just not us doing more content of the, the, the skit with the characters. Maybe there's an overseer watching them. And, ah, yes. and, and it's like a character in a booth who's like, ah, look at them. Look at what they're doing. 
Yeah, and he yep. like joins them. And I believe the the plan is uh, to maybe go two, maybe to go two. through that the way end we of the year. The work. Yeah, I think the plan is to go through the end of the year. So we're probably four or five episodes, probably five episodes away from it. Pretty much, being actually, complete, so. this won't air until probably a week after the first. To be yeah, fair. Yeah. So we'll we'll need to do the punch ups. But I'm thinking like a like Cabin in the Woods, how they had those people running the show yeah, behind of course, the scenes. Yeah. You and I will be those dudes. We'll, so there's we'll somebody in the some bunker voices. who's actually like looking down on the whole thing with multiple cameras. And they won't pop in all the time, but when no, but they, they, might, they might actually like comment on things that are happening in between the the segments, so that we don't see. Ooh, they could actually be, be fun. They could actually overwrite like, why is that guy running over there? So you could actually like kind of blend the pieces together a little. Yeah, bit. during the shitty coldest part of winter, you and I will get together and we'll yeah. punch all that up. That sounds good. Yeah. So that's that's the plan. We also need a theme song for it. And in the meantime, that'll be a fun one anyway. Um, so in the meantime, people should at least still continue listening. And if you haven't heard them all, go back and you know start listening to them. We always put them at the end of our shows for the last, uh, I don't know, six, eight episodes, whatever it's been. Um, probably six or so, maybe. I can't remember. Anyway, we started we've done a October first, so, so we're we, eight in. We've done a bunch. Uh, they generally run, you know, two minutes at most uh, each. So we're hoping to see where this brings us. We don't even know. So enjoy the the. This episode, the the beginning of uh, the end, I think, hopefully. Well, it's probably about halfway through, I'd say. Sure. Yeah. Also, um, I'd like to throw it out there because we uh, we got a five star review uh, a little while ago that we yeah. read on air. Um, we haven't gotten one in a while. We got a slew of them at one point. Uh, if you want to leave a five star review for us on iTunes specifically, yes, uh, whatever you write, we will read on air. So get creative, have fun. Fuck, if you left an old one and you just want to redo it to be funnier, go ahead and yeah. do it. If you do happen to be like, I don't use fucking iTunes, I use, you know, Stitcher or something like that. If you do that on Stitcher or anything like that, you'll just have to let us know directly. But the best way to do that would be just also just go over to iTunes and leave the review even if you leave it. You can even say, I only leave listen to Stitcher. Leave iTunes saying, I just left a review on Google+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, I only listen to Stitcher because it's better. And uh, yeah, but this is what I said. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll find it if you tell us. But otherwise, we're just checking the iTunes uh, spot and we will read them on air. We'll have fun with them. You can also say anything and we will read it granted there's only so much bad you can say because shit gets censored on I'll iTunes say reviews, it. but I'll you'll, fucking say yeah, it but you'll be able I'll to, say it all you can just say terrible things about us and we will read it and have a great time so we appreciate that and we are going to uh, move on in to see what Mr. Jason Jr. and Bruce Bruce have been up to with Lost Down Under in America and until next time get lost get lost little buddy hello I left poor Jason Jr. here to fend for himself against that werewolf. Now I can't find him. The soda machine he was holding to his body's been ripped to shreds, but there's no sign of Jason. No blood either, though, so hopefully that means he's okay. He's probably just hiding somewhere. Jason? Jason Jr.? I'm here. Oh, thank goodness. I thought you'd be dead. How on earth did you... Careful, Jason! That werewolf's right beside you! Oh, I know. This is Sheila. You see... When you cowardly fled and left me to die... Heroically raced away to allow you to defend yourself, yes? Well, Sheila here came along and she lifted the soda machine off me like it was nothing at all. She's so strong that our gaze met. I fell into the brown pools of her eyes while she fell into the off-tapioca color of my milky white stare. I, I never felt love at first sight like this before until I saw Sheila here. We slid into a puddle of 40-year-old root beer and cola and we rolled around until we were sticky and we stunk of fuck. How glorious it was to feel like a man. And that's when I realized I don't need you, Bruce. I am my own man. I can take care of myself. Sheila has injected me with a new figure of life. And also, something called wolf plasm, which she excreted from her teats. But the point is, I'm in love, and you can find your own damn way out of- Sheila? There we are now, no more of that nonsense. Let the record show that I heroically saved my good buddy in a time of need, and am indeed still the hero in all of this. What do you say, little buddy? Let's keep working on getting out of here, huh? And we'll find you some proper human vagina. Maybe even someone that won't inject you with protoplasm or whatever. Sheila? Sheila?